Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. We just give God glory, honor for just his goodness toward us. As we prepare for the word, uh, I simply want to take us out a moment uh, to acknowledge the passing of a very beloved member of Greater Bethlehem Baptist Church, Sister Maddie Gowans. Uh, she transitioned on this past Wednesday. And so we pray for the entire Gowans family, for her children, her grandchildren, uh, as well as her sisters in the faith who are part of Greater Bethlehem Baptist Church. She was a pillar in our church for decades, and we will miss her presence greatly. Amen and praise God. In Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, we are, we're making our way through uh, this tremendous chapter as we look at the issue called by faith. That's our theme for this new and first quarter of 2021. Here is the word of the Lord we pick up in verse 5 of chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Here is the word of the Lord. By faith, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I want to put a tag on this text and preach from the subject, pleasing God, pleasing God. Heads about, eyes are closed. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege of preaching your word. Father, we're so grateful for your goodness toward us, even in this hour of proclamation. And so, Lord, we ask in faith that you would move right now as we interact with each other virtually. Father, may you make up the difference for the distance. And, Father, I pray that you would clear us from the distractions in our homes, in our surroundings, so that we can give intelligent attention to this, your word. Father, we are moving forward by faith. That's it, Lord. We're, we're moving forward by faith. And Father, we need you. So as we examine on how to appropriately please you, Father, speak to our hearts. Speak to our spirits. In Christ's name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Come on, right in the comment section. Give God a little hand symbol. Give God a little shout of glory as we dig into his word. Here's the big idea for today's message. Pleasing God begins with believing in God. Let me say that again. Pleasing God begins with believing in God. And of course, that is only accomplished by faith. It's important to begin today's message with a direct reference to verse 1 of chapter 11. Here it is. It says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by this, our ancestors were approved. Then today's passage, verse 5 says, it opens rather by faith. Beloved, our journey is one which must be fulfilled or lived or realized by faith. This faith journey is not about cleverness or wit, 
Believers are called to live by the same faith that converted them, trusting in someone whose love demonstrates both his credibility and his compassion. See, beloved, for far too long, I attempted to navigate life through the lens of my own intellect and instinct. And as I constantly, time after time, failed forward, I was able to fail forward into faith. I was able to stumble into destiny because I realized at the right moment that it's not about me, it's only about him. See, believers quickly learn that we must hook up and hang on to the one who can be trusted and whose will is dependable. Do I have a witness up in here? So essentially what I'm saying is we have to live by faith. Faith, man, that word faith is so, uh, uh, has so many levels to it. So many levels. There was an American missionary in Africa, and he was translating the English word faith into the local dialect, and he could not find its equivalent. So he made his way to an old sage in this village who was also a believer. And so he, he went to this old sage so that uh, this gentleman could help him to find the needed words that would fit the local dialect. This old sage, this guru studied it and finally responded to this missionary, and I quote, does it not mean to hear with the heart? Oh, God, that's, that's it, beloved. Hearing with the heart. That, that's what faith is, being assured in the promises we hope for based upon the one who spoke it, understanding that we hear God through our heart and we trust and believe his word, not because of what we see, but because of who said it, by faith. Oh, that's why the word of God says, in verse 5, again, by faith, Enoch was taken away. And so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Our Old Testament hero for today is a brother by the name of Enoch. Enoch. And, and, and it's first referenced in Genesis chapter 5. Let me flip over there and read that if you were verse 21. It says, Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch, verse 24, walked with God. Then he was not there because God took him. Enoch, says the text, walked with God. Now, the phrase walked with God uh, simply suggests that, that Enoch and God got along. Oh, please get that down, beloved. They, they got along. Even greater than that, the intimation of the text suggests a deep devotion to God that no one else exhibited during this season. So in Genesis chapter 5, as these descendants of Adam are cataloged and chronicled, Enoch stands out. 
not because of his longevity of life, but because of his presence, his posture, and his departure. Oh, help me preach this up in here. His presence, his posture, and his departure. Let's look at his presence, if you will. Uh, the text says he walked. <laughs> he was in the very presence of God seemingly daily. This time, this, this season in God's presence made the difference in Enoch's walk. I need you to catch that. Because he walked with God, it impacted his walk. Because he spent time with God, it then dictated how he lived on earth. See, child of God, we're trying to walk without God, and as a result, it is being demonstrated in how we walk. But not Enoch, he walked with God. That's, that's right, that's, that's, that's his presence. He walked with God, but that's not all. We also notice hmm, his posture. Not only Enoch walked, but, but, but the clause there says, with God. Now, Enoch was not God's sidekick. He was not Robin to Batman. Enoch was not a sidekick. He was a student. Oh, please get that down. He, he, he was a student. He, 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 he sat at the feet of God moment by moment, chewing on the word of God, digesting the presence of God, hearing the very word of God. Enoch was devoted to God, and his devotion allowed him access to sit at God's feet. Oh, to glean from God's wisdom, to, to, to share in God's presence. And as a result of his posture and his presence, we discover that Enoch pleased God. It was approved based upon how he interacted with his God. Now, Scripture doesn't give us specifics as to what took place. That's, not, that's none of our business. Amen, somebody. But what it is important to know is that he spent time with God. Before I get to this last movement, I want to just pause and, and preach a sermon in a sermon. How is your time with God, beloved? I mean, we're preaching this message by faith, and I need for you to understand that it is, it is of the utmost importance that you, you find and invest time to be with God. And what happens is when we're sheltered in, we have a tendency to clock out on God. And I'm, I'm the first in line because we're in this routine day in and day out. But let me tell you, child of God, be sure you put God at the forefront and allow your seeking of him to cause everything else to come into alignment. That's why Enoch pleased God. We see, we see his presence. We see we see his posture. But then finally, in Genesis, we see Enoch's departure. Please get that down, his, his departure. Then he was not there because God took him. There is a transference of presence that is rare in Scripture. Enoch, in essence, was raptured to be in the very presence eternally with God. The, the text says he was not there. This again suggests that uh, he was sought but not found. 
Oh, God, I like that by myself. Watch this, y'all. And, and, and the revelation of the investigation is that God took him. Oh, somebody type that in the comments. Say, God, God took him. God raptured Enoch to be in his very presence. Enoch was walking with God. Then Enoch was no more. I read this old Baptist statement that some pastor wrote years ago. Listen to this, and I quote, picture in your mind, if you will, Enoch walking with God in the coolness of the evening. Just as night and day are meeting and lengthened shadows begin to fall across the earth. Together they walk, speaking, communicating, one the created, the other the creator. And as they walk, Enoch pleases God. Daily, this walk takes place. It takes place in the chill of winter and in the heat of summer. Enoch daily walks with his God in the freshness of spring and in the cool of the fall. And then one day, as Enoch and God walk together and as the sun slowly sets, Enoch notices that he has traveled far from his home and family. And he then possibly poses the statement, God, I didn't realize we had walked together such a distance from my home. Should we not turn and return before the deep darkness of night falls? And God, hearing these words of a man who had pleased him, said, No, Enoch, let's continue our walk. Tonight, I would like for you to go home with me. <laughs> oh, I like that by myself. And together they walked into eternity. So, so on that day, Enoch didn't go home. He went home. Oh, I'm preaching this by myself. On that very day, Enoch experienced the very presence of the life giver king. That's why the old folks sing a song, Some Glad Morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away. Do I have a witness up in here that can testify this is not as good as it gets and one day will be in the presence of of our God. But, but, but let me slow down. See, this Genesis account teaches us how Enoch lived, but even greater how he left. <laughs> and so as we make our way back to Hebrew chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5, our motto text, we have a wider context with which to interpret Enoch's faithful walking with his God. I ain't gonna hold you much longer. Stay with me, beloved. Verse, verse 5 again says, by faith, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. One preacher called it undying faith. He was to be found because God took him away. For before he was taken away, he was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek after him. Here's the question I want to pose directly to every person listening, young and not so young. Do you want to please God? That's the foundational question. That's, a, that's, that's our sermon title, but that's the foundational question. Do you want to please God. 
And y'all, I get it. This series has dealt with themes of, of approval, of acceptance, of pleasing. And these same themes are evident in every aspect of our lives in 2021. Y'all, we do so much to be pleased by others. We, we say things we, we really don't believe. We do things we understand go against God and his word. And we do these things to please people. I want to give you a loftier goal. I, I need for you to understand in the truest sense of God's word that pleasing God is a tremendous and lofty goal that every believer should aspire. See, I've discovered that pleasing God is intentional, and it is reserved for the faithful. Let me give you three things, and I'm going to let you go. Three things. Let me sip on that. First is this. Pleasing God begins with belief in God. Pleasing God be begins with belief in God. Verse 6 says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists. Hmm. His existence and his activity. We're talking about God. And one of the things I've discovered in my own life is every now and then the world will attempt to put doubt in the existence of God. Beloved, this is so important. That's why it's in your text for today that, that we're constantly battling. Sometimes it's our flesh. Sometimes it's the world. Sometimes it's the enemy himself to doubt the very existence of God. Psalm 14, verse 1 says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. See, pleasing God begins with belief in God. And I'm obviously tarrying because I want you to wrestle with that in your own faith. Do you believe that God exists? Do you believe that God is actively engaged in the movements of this world? Do you believe what the word of God says about God? Do you believe? See, the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists. His existence and his activity. Believe that God is moving. One writer has said, you never know how much you really believe anything until its truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life and death. It's easier to say you believe a rope to be strong as long as you're merely using it to hold on to a box. But suppose you had to hang by that same rope over a ravine. Wouldn't you then first discover how much you really trusted the rope? Beloved, this is so real right now. Because we need to, once and for all, settle in our hearts, settle in our spirits, settle even in our families. Our belief in the existence of God. 
It's being questioned moment by moment, day by day, on the airways, in our schools, uh, in our communities. Child of God, don't allow anyone to hijack who God is. Know God for yourself. Understand that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Pleasing God begins in belief. But then secondly, secondly, pleasing God involves believing God. Oh, God, let me stack that up so you can, you can catch that flow. Pleasing God first begins with belief in God. Secondly, pleasing God involves believing God, trusting, following him daily. Relying upon his word, believing and following his promises, being submitted to his will for your life. What does it mean to believe in a God if you're not believing him moment by moment? What good is it to declare that you are a child of God, but when the, when the situation gets tense, you decide to flee from God? Believing God is a moment by moment movement hmm not just when things are going as we perceive them to be good not just when there is health and wealth but believing God through the storms of life believing God while we wait for his deliverance and his provision but knowing that however he chooses to show up is all right with me if he chooses to deliver glory be to God I'm believing you if he chooses not to deliver glory be to God I'm believing you because his activity is already activated by our faith and whatever he does is according to his will I need a witness up in here Oh, God, I'm trying not to hold you too long. Pleasing, pleasing God, pleasing God begins with belief in God. Secondly, pleasing God involves believing moment by moment in God. Thirdly and finally, pleasing God is found for those who seek God. Hmm. For those who, who seek God, we see in this 11th chapter of Hebrews, that Enoch had a presence and posture with the Lord God. He, he sought after the Lord. He was devoted to the Lord. That's, that's what it means to seek after him, to be completely devoted to him. Here it is. We must have a desire to please him. Watch this. And diligence to seek him. Oh, God, we, we must have a, a, an innate desire activated by the Spirit of God to please him in every area of our lives and then with that same passion to seek after him, to draw near and to seek. What I've discovered in my own ex experience and, and, and life relationship with God is that pleasing God is not just getting more from God but it's getting more of God. 
See, that's, that's a sign when you're really beginning to grow and, and, and when you're really beginning to, to get to that deeper level of faith. You're not just always asking for stuff. You don't just want the gifts. You want the giver of the gifts. So Enoch modeled for us what it meant to draw near. And as a consequence, he experienced the greatest reward, says the text, to share eternally in the presence of God. Can y'all imagine what that was like, Enoch walking with God, and then he was no more? That's what it means to draw near to the Lord. Pleasing God begins with belief in God. Pleasing God is about believing God. Pleasing God is found for those who seek Now, I'm going to unpack those a little deeper this Wednesday. But as we deal with drawing nearer to God, that song just blesses me. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Draw near to the Lord. That's how you please him. Wake up with the Lord on your mind. If he ain't on your mind, get him on your mind. As you go about your day, be passionate about seeking him moment by moment, even as you do whatever it is your job. And then pouring that same passion, desire into your children. Y'all, we've had enough time to seek after stuff that just doesn't. And I believe the Lord has allowed all of this to happen, an empty sanctuary, so that he can remove more and more distractions from us. I open by asking, do you really want to please God? Let's please him together. Father, we thank you so much for the simplicity and the power of your word. Thank you, Lord God, for meeting us here on today. In fact, Lord, this is just a tremendous blessing as you remind us that it is our privilege to please you and then to be approved. (laughs) Father, we're grateful for all that you've done for us through Christ. And so we understand that we have a privilege to continually seek after you. And Father, I get it. We're seeking after resources to pay our bills. We're seeking after positions to increase our income. We're seeking after status. But Father, I'm asking in faith that you would help us to prioritize you in our lives. That's it. That you would be the center of all that we seek and do. Moved by your presence and your power. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, right where you are, give God a little praise. Come on, put your hands together. 
Glory to God in